Hello, happy Friday, soon to be Saturday morning, evening, morning. <laughs> it's raining. It's beautiful. I am totally enjoying this weather. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I am your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health therapy or assistance that you feel you may need. In this podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two boys. I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. My ex-husband had substance abuse issues and I was the codependent wife. So just recently, I made a decision to leave so I can have the opportunity and ability to heal and rediscover myself. I did find that while I was in that marriage, I was not really fulfilling my duties to my full potential as a great mom. I realized that being in that very toxic environment was not only unhealthy for me, but also for my children. So that's when I decided to put my foot down and leave. That's when I filed for a divorce. And my journey has not exactly been easy. But as my new chapter unfolds, I do hope that as I share my story with you, I'll be able to provide hope or lend some kind of encouragement or helping hand out to those who find themselves in a similar or the same situation. Once again, thank you for listening. It's raining. It's about to be Saturday morning in about 15 minutes. It is one of those nights where I am still up. But I love it because I get to share with you all what my insights are. This Friday was very hectic for me. Uh, Work-wise was just completely demanding, which is good because... The workload definitely keeps me occupied mentally, so I don't really have a whole lot of time to think of anything negative, if you will. However, I've mentioned this before, there are some times when, you know, our significant other tends to tries to reinsert themselves back into our lives and you find yourself in a merry-go-round <laughs> carousel type like um conversations he said she said you know finger pointing it's not fun the thing is both parties are either hurt or You know, it's just been crazy. I uh, decided that I needed to speak with somebody today. 
during my lunch break. It was pretty intense. I did not realize this, but I noticed, I guess it would say, you would say this morning, rather, because it was around one. I had a very graphic dream pertaining to my past situation. And I did not realize this, but I have a mild form of PTSD um, in regards to the situation, which is normal. Um, A friend of mine pointed it out when I had discussed with him the dream that I had the other night or last night and advised me to speak with a uh, therapist about it. And uh, that's exactly what I did. It's kind of um it's kind of interesting how you never really realize how much you've been through until you really take a step back. I always say that. Take a step back and look at the whole picture. It's very hard for you to do that when you're actually in the situation. You pretty much have to get out of the situation and you know, get different insights and you know, um, let your mentality and emotions heal so you could really think things through with a clear state of mind. But um, that's something that I definitely noticed was when I woke up from that dream, I had sweats. I was terrified, terrified. So when I spoke with my, um, my therapist over the phone, she agreed that, yes, it was definitely stress. Um, unfortunately, it is hard being a working mom and trying to find time or ha- find, you know, a therapist that will be willing to take you either on the weekends or after 6 o'clock because everything closes at like 4. And when you're a single mom, yes, it sounds like I'm making excuses, however... Those of you who work and have many things to do throughout your day, you understand where I'm coming from. Your time is very limited. And um, it was, it's been very hard for, um, for the employment assistant program to help me find a, an accepting therapist. But I totally understand. But the great thing about them is they usually have counselors, you know, available. So you could speak to somebody for the time being. And it's very comforting and very helpful to have somebody who is unbiased listen to you. And, you know, give you, give you some, you know, guidance. So with that being said, discuss that and they are looking for places that will accept uh, accept new patients at around that time frame. So I am keeping my fingers crossed and that is something that's been on my list of things to do. So I am glad that I'm going through with it and like I said, I am excited. Sounds kind of funny, but I am excited to share with you guys the new insights that I'll have after I do get that up and running. 
So another thing that they did provide me was a, this actually kind of shocked me, but I suppose anything's worth a shot. They gave me a um, domestic violence trauma resource. I did mention that, you know, there was no continuous physical abuse. Maybe sporadic, but there was no continuous um, physical abuse. However, they said, well, you know, you have endured a traumatic, um, you know, traumatic situation, event in your life. Therefore, you know, you should go. And I will. I will. I will give them a call on Monday and I'll let you all know how it went. I do know that. And one thing that, you know, I did discuss this with the counselor as I was speaking with them earlier on the phone was I do realize that I am in a better state of mind much more than where I was. Um, when I was still in that situation. And uh, even when I do get these emails of guilt trips, I stand strong on my decision because I do know the fact is I didn't like the person that I was when I was in that marriage. And I know for a fact that I will not be a good person towards him. So what I want the most in my life is to rediscover who I am as a person, become the best version of myself. I say that quite a bit and I truly mean it. You know, I want to do that because I want to offer the best of me to my children and any other commitments that I may have in the future. I do believe that this is my time to really, truly rediscover myself. And I'm very excited for that. Um, I know that this is not something that I, I don't look at this as, oh, okay, it's a hobby or it's leisure. This is something that I absolutely have to do. I do feel that it's a calling for me because this is that point of my life where I'm going to discover who I am as a woman. And I did have a chat with an old friend. Now, the tables are swapped here. It's a male. Now, he asked me for advice and he asked me, you know, what should he do? Well, One of the things that he voiced out to me was that he felt that he didn't have support. Thankfully, his um, situation wasn't as toxic as mine. It's just that, you know, there's no, uh, mutually, they do not make each other happy anymore. But one thing he had uh, shared with me is that he feels alone and he feels as if There's nobody there for him. And he's getting to that point in his life where he is aging and getting older. But he wishes that he found peace 
and he wants to establish goals. And that's another thing I... This is the topic that I really wanted to focus on, is finding that peace and how important it is. And I told him, and this is something that I personally realized myself, is we all have goals that we want to reach. But how can you reach those goals if you're not at peace with yourself? You have to love yourself first and get to know yourself. How are you going to be ready out? How are you going to be ready for battle if you're unsure of yourself? And that's something that I've definitely been at war with. I've been at war with myself. I've been pushing myself to do so much, but I haven't really had my head in the right place. I haven't really been thinking things through, but Slowly but surely, I, I am getting everything together. I have been thinking about what is it that I want in life? What exactly is my life purpose? Now, as a single mom or parent, even if you are still married, yes, your purpose in life is to raise another or is to raise a child into, you know, an adult in hopes that they will be good people. But... I believe that, yes, I will be doing that, but there's much more that I need to do rather than to just live day by day, work every day, clock in and clock out. I do believe that there's so much more that I can offer. And that's one thing that I do want to share with my children, and that's one thing that I do want to share with you guys as well as I continue on my journey. Now, as I mentioned before, I am a business mommy as well. I do tend to struggle with, um, you know, transitioning from a nine to five working nurse to a, uh, you know, aspiring entrepreneur. So I'm looking into different, diff, excuse me, different resources into um, basically that will help me build my business so I'm really thinking things through and I'm enhancing my skills and just like I said getting to know myself so that way when I can fully commit I know that I'm ready this is all about self-awareness I never realized this until I was put in the situation and that's one thing that I definitely definitely encourage everybody to do is don't push yourself to do something that you're not 100% ready for. Of course, I'm not saying lag. I mean, I personally have not been lagging um, completely, (laughs) but I am still fully committed. But physically, there's certain things that I cannot do. I find that I really and truly need to uh, get my things together, get my head together, get my situation together. It's a process. And if you are going through a separation and divorce, you really need to do you first. Everything else will just fall into place. I can promise you that. Just make sure that 
you are making progress. Make sure that you're not parking somewhere and just staying there. Make sure that you know where your next destination is. And if you can't find, if you don't know, well then, I strongly, strongly advise you to just really take a mental health day and really think about what it is that you truly want so you can make that decision. Or it's all about baby steps, but just make sure that you are progressing somewhere. Make sure that you're taking steps to get there. I've been asked, how do I keep going? I don't have a choice. You know, I think these last few weeks have gone by super fast. I can't even explain. I mean, I started this journey the end of July and it's now almost the middle of uh, yes, I'm sorry, October. There's a lot of things that go through my mind and, you know, it does hurt me that it's been that long since my children have seen their father. I always explain to everybody, I don't want to keep my children away from their father. However, I need to keep my, I need to stick to my guns and I need to keep my foot down because I love my children that much. And I don't want to risk anything. So I'm going to keep this short. I wanted to just give you guys a brief insight of Friday. I do know this. Prior to the separation, I lived a very active life. Sometimes I wonder if that active life was actually what caused me to have a meltdown. Perhaps it was. But how I view things is I don't start, I don't like to start things and not finish them. So, and not only that, I truly have a burning desire to continue to do what I was doing prior to the separation. So there's still so much to do. And I am anxious to to get things done. But it's day by day. It's a process. The healing, I actually underestimated the process. I truly thought that, okay, well, once this is done, then you know what? This is, I'm okay. But there's days where you're not going to be okay. There's going to be some days where you're going to feel that, you know, you wish That things didn't happen as they did. But at the same time, you go back and forth with yourself. You go to war with yourself and you start thinking, oh my goodness, maybe, you know, maybe it was me. Or, oh, but, you know, we can't think that. Because if we think that, then it's going to be all bad and, you know, we'll put ourselves in a situation that we truly shouldn't have been in and... You remember how bad things were and you just go back and forth. And this, during these times, my friends, this is the time where you really need to seek therapy. There are other resources out there. There's, um, for those of you that are 
within the Southern California Inland Empire region. I will definitely keep you guys posted on this um, this number, this contact that my um, employee assistant um, assistant program provided me with. So. Um, at this point, I'm willing to try anything out. I, I mean, I'm not in dire need. I'm not having any type of, um, you know, depressive thoughts or anything of that nature. However, I do have to make sure that I am recognizing, you know, when I'm going to need to really, like, take care of myself, Um take care of my mental health because I do know that at this point I'm very very vulnerable and susceptible to any type of depression because what me and my boys went through is not easy and I know that yes I probably still sound like a codependent partner but the way that I am is I always think of the other person and I don't wish the worst on anybody. I really hope the best for even, you know, somebody who's done me wrong. I don't like to hear about anybody being hurt or going through rough times. But, of course, I don't really have that, um, I don't have any power over that. But all I can do is just hope for the best for them. So... All I could say, my friends, is keep your head up. Even if you're still in your situation, really build that self-awareness. Really self-love. Because in the end, you are all that you have. You may have the support, but the one person that you can truly depend on is yourself. I'm not saying that everybody will abandon you. That's not the case. However, there are going to be some times where it is just you. There are going to be some times where you need to be the strong person or you just wish that somebody was there for you. But, you know, they, they will be. But you just have to prepare yourself no matter what because sometimes... These emotions will hit you like a ton of bricks when you least expect it. Um, you know, today was a very draining day. Um, it wasn't really as productive as I hoped it would be. And as I told you guys before, my podcasts are pretty straightforward. Uh, that's something that I definitely wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that I kept it, you know, um, real and genuine. Because perhaps there are some days where you guys go through the same thing. I'm not down right now. I'm not depressed. However, I will say that I do feel numb. And I do feel exhausted. I think it might either be the weather or it just might be I'm completely exhausted from the lack of sleep I had from waking up from that nightmare. That was a lot of froms. <laughs> you could tell that I am a little bit on the exhausted side. But 
it was nice. Uh, the kids and I went out to uh, a Pollo Loco and we had a, din- a nice dinner. Came back to some rain. I folded a bunch of laundry. Of course, that's the never-ending story of a mother's life is just folding laundry. It just never stops. So tomorrow I know for a fact that I will need to do more household chores. Many people are wondering why you, I mean, there's so much more productive things that you want to do. Look, if you find that you're compulsively cleaning, don't beat yourself up. It's totally okay because I was just listening to another podcast and it was, um, let me see here. I'm going to have to get back to you guys on the name of the podcast because it's awesome. I just started listening to it and one of the things that they discussed was clutter actually is related to depression. And that's funny because whenever I see clutter, I start freaking out, which totally makes sense because it's like I don't want to be depressed. I've been down that that road before and I just make sure that I, you know, if I see, uh-oh, it's traffic, you know, it's kind of like seeing traffic and you're just like, okay, that road is going to be congested. It's going to hold me down. Maybe, maybe we can definitely say that depression is like traffic because it totally slows you down. And so I start looking up detours. That's where, you know, it's like you just start picking up the clutter. And for me, when I have a much clean living environment when my as I would call my 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 living space I call it my safe haven when my safe haven is clean and clutter free it really helps out with my mental health as crazy as that sounds but like I said I'm not a licensed uh, therapist or psychiatrist but I do know that it helps me it's definitely effective for me so maybe that's maybe it'll be effective for you. Just something to try. But I have found that the self-meditation or self-guided meditations have been very effective for me before I go to sleep. Um, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe it's just background noise that I have before I go to sleep. But, you know, it, it's helped out quite a bit. So... Um, I am happy to say and share with you guys that I went from having insomnia and going to sleep at close to sometimes four in the morning and the latest now that I go to sleep is probably one, Uh, but that hasn't happened in quite a, a bit, but now I find myself falling asleep around 10 o'clock. In fact, when we returned home from eating out, I uh, I found myself like exhausted on the couch, which is good. I think it's good to be exhausted at the right time. Um, so, but that's all I have for you guys for tonight or this morning because it's now 12, 13. Happy Saturday. Please enjoy your weekend. Until next time, I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. I'll see you all soon. Good night.
Hello, happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Go Lightly. As a quick disclaimer, I'm not a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health therapy that you feel you may need. In this podcast, I'm here to share with you my journey. As a newly single mommy of two boys, I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. I was a codependent wife as my ex-husband was or is dealing with some substance abuse issues. I made the decision to leave so I can have the ability to heal, have the peace of mind, and rediscover myself. I found that being in that marriage was not good for either my children, myself, and actually even my ex-husband. Dealing with somebody with substance abuse is not easy, so I'm here to share my journey. And as this new chapter unfolds, I hope that I can help others and empower them in their situation. Once again, thanks for listening. Hello. I know it's been about five days since the last time I've recorded. There's been a reason for that. And I do want to say that this episode will be pretty candid, straightforward, and possibly just it, it's raw. There's um, no holding back on this. Uh, I did mention in my previous uh, episodes that there may be a possibility that I may speak of things that I may find to be, you know, basically just bringing out the vulnerable side. And uh, I will be honest, I'm, I haven't really been comfortable talking about this, but uh, I was actually, I came across a uh, YouTube video and um, I wanted to go ahead and give her a shout out. This is uh, for the Candid Mommy. And I came across this YouTube video and she shared her story. It was pretty empowering. And I would like to share my story as well. But of course, uh, I may not go. I may not go uh, all out with it just yet because it's just. Uh, I would prefer to kind of go at my own pace with this. But I will say, friends, when it comes throughout this journey, it hasn't been as easy as I would like it to be. And we've discussed this. Some days are better than most. The bad days, I do my best to just get through them and keep myself busy with other things, whether it be, you know, um, things around the house, uh, work, the children. But at the end of the day, things are still going to bother you. I've been doing my best to 
get seen by a therapist because I now recognize that I'm really not fully recovered from the emotional trauma I've endured. And as I mentioned in my previous episodes, my ex-husband has tried to or attempted, yes, to reinsert himself into our lives. And uh, I know that if I was not as strong as I am now, I probably would have given in. But I stood my ground because I fully recognize that there would have been a pattern. The cycle would have continued. The unhealthy cycle would have continued and nothing would have changed and everything that I would have worked for to get where I am right now would have been a waste. Now I'm not saying this because you know it's anything that is against him personally but during the two months close to three months that I have been separated from him uh, and have not seen him I was given that opportunity to really just self-reflect and just look at how the whole situation is and I may not have the whole picture yet but it's like piece by piece I'm putting everything together And, you know, I'm realizing everything. I'm utilizing this time to learn about myself and, you know, the things that happened. And, you know, I may not know 100% why things happened as they did. But I do know that, you know, certain ways that I've reacted to things might have been wrong. Because I do know that it takes two to make a marriage work. And sadly, yes, I might have contributed to a few things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I should beat myself up over it. Things happened. Things are as they are now. And, um, you know, especially with these type of um, situations where there is drug abuse, especially with this particular drug, it's very hard to be strong. It's very hard to really get a grasp on the situation and realize that, you know, you're being lied to or that person that you once know knew is not the same person anymore. Sometimes I know because I've been here about 10 years ago where you find yourself trying to seek help for that person because you want them better so your family can be whole again. But I will say this, no matter what, no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you beg, unless they want to change, it won't happen. Sometimes in order for them, well not sometimes, but in order for them 
to really realize. They truly have to hit rock bottom. Where they've exhausted everything. It's really hard to see them that way. Sometimes if you just can't stay strong, many women will or men will take their spouses back because they don't like to see them that way. But you have to realize that it's a cycle and you have to allow them to try to get help on their own. It is just unbelievable how this drug, this particular drug, can completely change an entire life and just wreck families. Many people don't realize that when they take this any type of drug, any type of addiction, it does not just affect them. Many of them believe that when they indulge themselves into this type of addiction, that, hey, I'm not harming anybody. It's just me. I'm putting it into my body. That's not true. My boys and I are walking proof that drugs will tear families apart. Drug abuse will tear happy families apart. Though things may not have been perfect, You know, uh, I believe that uh, the drug abuse was a complete was basically the main reason because when children are involved, even more so, you, you can't stay there. You can't. And I'll be the one to tell you because I stood and put up with things for a year and a half. I'd like to apologize in advance for the um, long pauses. Uh, as this is not really easy for me to speak of. The year and a half journey that I took was uh, pretty intense. I was scared. I was afraid of having my family torn apart, how my children would be. I found myself alone at night with my children. He would always be gone. He would leave because he was claiming that he was uh, handling business and selling things, but 
you know, uh, it, it was it was pretty bad because he was selling appliances from 11 o'clock at night and then he would come home at 3 in the morning. And the crazy thing about it is he was trying to convince me that that was normal. It was insane. And the sad thing was I was beginning to believe that it was normal. I was beginning to believe that going to bed alone and waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning and finding that I was still alone in the bed was normal because my husband would come home in about an hour. And if he didn't come back home in an hour, I would call. I would be devastated when I would call and he wouldn't answer and he would come home at four in the morning. It would turn into a fight. And then after that fight, he would come back home at two. And then I would be like, okay, I would feel that it was a favor. Oh, he does love me. He came back home at two. He's really trying not to fight. And then as the months kept going, things just kept getting worse and worse, more secrets. Everything was just a mess. I didn't recognize my marriage anymore. We went from being this transparent couple to just everything was secrets. And if I verbalized or expressed any type of emotions, anything that I was not happy about, he would snap at me. That year and a half, I felt as if I had broken a leg and I didn't get help, but I was <laughs> stumbling, just saying, okay, it's all right, I'll just... I'll just live life as this and just focus elsewhere. And that's when people say just swallow your pride and even if you're unhappy, swallow it because you want the kids to be in a healthy environment, divorce-free. But I'll tell you, that's not a healthy environment. It's not a healthy environment because... You are human and you are entitled to your feelings. There shouldn't be anybody that tells you you shouldn't feel this way or you're stupid for feeling this way. That is not a healthy relationship. In fact, that is a very verbally abusive relationship. That person is manipula manipulating you. So nobody should tell you that you are wrong for feeling a certain way. So what I was getting at is, yeah, I began to think that every aspect of this craziness was normal. And I did try to stick it, you know, stick it out for the kids as he claimed he did as well because he was unhappy with me. 
And it got to that point where I said, you know, maybe I brought it up. Maybe it's best that you and I just maybe take a break, you know, uh, because we're, we're, we're bringing out the worst of each other. And actually, when I took a step back, I realized that we were, you know, Maybe there was a point in time where me and him just made an awesome team as husband and wife and, you know, we kicked butt together. Those are the days that, of course, we hold on to because, and those are the reasons why we stay in the relationship because we're afraid of losing that because we're clinging on to those memories. But then I had to look at how my life was presently and ask myself if that's how it is or do I see it heading towards that direction and who knows miracles may happen but it's not going to happen overnight and if you're doing if you are telling this person that you feel a certain way but they're not really acknowledging your feelings That's equivalent to driving your car through a brick wall and expect over and over and over and expecting to get through. You're not going to get through. But there's nothing wrong with trying. You can keep trying until you've given yourself that satisfaction that you have tried everything with all the energy that I had left. I guess you could say I drove through that wall until I just felt like I couldn't do it anymore. Someone once told me the more you try to fix these type of people, the more you mess yourself up. And that was true. Because towards the end of the marriage... When I was ready to just surrender and move on, I got out of the car, metaphorically speaking. Um, and I, uh, I didn't realize how much of a wreck I was until just recently. You know, but emotionally I was bleeding out was torn but with the en- the little energy that I had left that's when I gathered my things took my boys and I left I'll probably get into detail of how everything went down probably at a later time but all I know or all I could say is that I took everything well not everything I took all that I had at that moment but the most important thing was I took my boys and we never looked back we did look over our shoulder but we never really looked back because I know that if I weakened myself and I give in I will do 
I will not be helping him anyways. And uh, one of the times that we corresponded with one another, I had told him we bring out the worst of each other. And even if I was considering going back with you, it wouldn't be fair because the trust and even the respect, sadly, that I had for him has diminished after everything that he's done. I'm not a licensed therapist or <laughs> psychologist. I'm just like you. That's going through some hard times. It's not easy. It won't be easy. And as you guys hear me speak, you could tell that this is not one of my better days. But how am I managing it? The last few days have been rough because soon this chapter is coming to an end. Soon you know the boys and I are waiting for his rock bottom to come not because we want to see him at his lowest but because we know that that is when he will stop because it hasn't stopped and this is as I mentioned before by far the hardest decision I've had to make and these decisions have been getting harder and harder each time and just watching things just unfold and realizing that you are powerless is not an easy feeling. I tell myself that, you know, this has nothing to do with me. Choices were made. And there's going to be some times where you yourself Maybe, you know, uh, you might find that you are having these same feelings where you're just like, did I do this? Because for them, it will get ugly. It will get ugly. And let's face it, unless you're an ice queen or king and you have no feelings whatsoever, you don't want to see these people go through all of this you don't want to see them spiral. You don't want to see them go homeless. You don't want to see them hurt. You don't want to see them look like they've really done a number on themselves. You just want it to stop. And that's why we hope that he will hit the rock bottom soon before, it is, before it's too late. Because deep down... I have no control over this, but deep down inside, what I hope for, what I genuinely hope for and wish for is that he will come out of this darkness. I pray that he will come out of this darkness and he will realize how precious life is and how precious his kids are. I want him to do better. Even though me and him may not be 
husband and wife anymore. Further down the line, perhaps me and him will be good friends. And he will realize that I had to leave to help him. But I had mentioned earlier that many of us as codependents will tend to try to look for help for these individuals. You can't help them. You cannot look for help for them. That's just like going to the store and saying, here, I got you a sweater. And they're not going to put it on. And you're just going to hurt yourself even more. What you need to do is get help for yourself. But you need to remove yourself from that situation before you can get help. Because what is the point of trying to heal when you're still around the source that's hurting you? You can't heal until you get out of that situation. And every day I have to remind myself that that's why I left was because I needed to heal. And then I came to a realization that it was what was best. I prayed for guidance. I prayed for a clear mind so I could make the best decision. And I am confident that I made the best decision. When I look back on some of my journal entries and the feelings that I had, and I remember sitting in bed, having very, very extreme anxiety and insomnia and just being absolutely miserable and depressed. I may not be where I am, where I would like to be at this point, but I do know that I've come a long way. You don't have to be afraid. You just keep going. The pain will never go away until things just, things just have to work themselves out. The things that you are powerless on, you just have to let it go. One thing I believe in is if your spouse, from former spouse, reaches out to you, just be encouraging. Because you don't want them to do anything drastic. But don't enable. Because after all, they are the mother or father of your children. That's actually all I have for you guys today. I actually may take a, another quick few days away from um, recording because I do feel that I need to take some time to myself to self-reflect and to just really get through what's been happening and what's going to happen and um, I have to be able I just need to get through it which I know me and my boys will but uh, 
it's definitely one of those uphill battles. So until then, please hang tight. <laughs> hang in there. I will be around. So once again, thank you, thank you for listening. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise.